One of the greatest and I came to kill it I'm the biggest problem when I'm in the building Money on my mind, I came to take it all Got my gurus right behind me, the revolution's born What up? Let's get weird. You're listening to the Fantasy Guru Elite Free Podcast. This is not the subscriber-only podcast. We're not going to be diving down deep into analytics on the Sunday games. Uh, We're going to keep this kind of high level. We're going to keep this a little tighter. We're not going to run this over an hour today. This is going to be the first time we actually succeed to keep a podcast under an hour. I have confidence in us today. I'm your boy, Tommy G. You can find me on Twitter, at Tommy G. Uh, you can find the site, fantasyguruelite.com, at Guru Elite DFS. Uh, my two co-hosts, uh, these donkeys over here, one of them is Jeffrey Collins, at Jeff K. Collins. What's up, Collins? I felt like an intro from a game show or something. I was going to go game show there, actually. I was about to go Jeffrey Collins. <laughs> but I, I, I bailed on it mid-sentence. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, I'm uh, doing well, dude. It's basketball season. Things don't get better than this. Yeah, and we are all exhausted today. I've been moving for 48 hours. I don't think Jeff has slept for the last 48 hours. Getting the NBA product launch. Kevin's just a disaster. So he's just swimming in piles of money like uh, – Scrooge McDuck over there for the last four weeks. So, Kevin, how's your uh, how's your NBA start to the season? NBA is complete trash. Day one, <laughs> um, day two, looking like a little little garbage with some trash on the side. But we'll we'll see how it progresses. I got a lot of stuff on the late games. So. Is it bad that I kind of hope you lose money in NBA the first? <laughs> no, few I days? can see it in your fucking face, dude. The, just, you're just you're, you're the, the gleam in your eye when I just said I lost. It's like it's sickening, dude. <laughs> but you want to talk about yeah, my I'm, I'm, I, and I never. But this is an NFL podcast, so let's talk about my week seven. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking NBA first. Uh, Tommy Pox is doing work again tonight, too. So I got a shot at winning the triple deke. So we'll talk about that, too, if you'd like. But the uh, yeah, so I never root for any of my friends to lose money. I really don't. Like, there's certain people out there that I root to lose money every day and get miserable when they win and, and probably know who you are. I, you know, just a bunch of pieces of shit on Twitter. But I really always root for you guys to win. And even when more than me, sometimes I don't give a shit. I'm not insecure like that, but I really hope you have a bad few days here, Kev. I really do. I think, I think someone needs to bring you back down to fucking earth and you're, 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 you're floating a little too far away from my comfort zone right now. So we need, we need to smack. No, I know. I said seven words last pod. Like it's up from five. Like it's, it's getting crazy. You know, if you want, I can let you talk this whole pod. I really don't actually. I've done very (laughs) well. I do know that Tennessee and the Jaguars are playing tomorrow night. So we <laughs> these, Wednesday, these Wednesday pods are fun because we really don't even start our research until like Thursday. So this is really just a fuck around pod. And uh, let's do this before we get started. We always start with kind of the company stuff. And we had a big week this week going on with NBA launch. Uh, Jeff's been working, his, working himself to the bone over the last three days, getting this product up, getting the optimizer launched, getting the videos up. But we just started NBA videos. For those of you that don't know, NBA is free to everyone right now. So get over there and check it out. Uh, had, a, had a good day yesterday. I actually even won money in NBA yesterday just following uh, Jeff and Thad on the video that we were on. Today, it looks like the optimizer had Anthony Davis pretty much everywhere. So I'm seeing a lot of tweets, a lot of happy people with that. Um, talk to me a little bit, Jeff, about, uh, about how NBA is going, why you think people should play NBA. I know a lot of our listeners are really strictly just football people. So, you know, if they don't know anything about it, give me some reason why they should start to learn it. Well, it's funny if you're on DFS Twitter or just in DFS circles and stuff, you'll hear a lot that everyone wins at NBA. Uh, it's impossible (laughs) to lose. Right. So it's, it's funny, like it's obviously overblown, but it's kind of true that if you do the work, if you look at um, the right stuff, then it pretty much 
doesn't like it. There's not a ton of variance or anything in it. Like it's just the people that do the work win money. Uh, that's why I like it the most. Um, but with the staff that we have with me and Thad, with our optimizer and everything, our subscribers are going to be in great positions to win. We're seeing it with the screenshots already in the first two days, people showing us how much money they're winning. Some guys just plugging in the optimal lineups, making a couple changes there. You know, uh, there are some things we'll disagree with that dad and I point out in the show, Tommy, uh, when we did the show with you, we pointed out a guy and we were actually wrong that time. But today we did a show and pointed out a couple of the rookies that the algorithm was a little too high on. And the people that made those adjustments, I'm sure are doing really well today. Cause like you said, the, depending on when you ran the optimizer, most of those lineups had Anthony Davis in them. So, and he had about a hundred fantasy points. Um, <laughs> he had, he had uh, literally 99.5. So uh, he's not kidding when you say a hundred fantasy. Yeah, it had, it had Gilchrist too, who's just going nuts. And it was not typically a good fantasy scorer. It's like, you know, he's a better real life basketball player right. than a fantasy scorer. And the optimizer recognized he was going to have a good game. So that's pretty cool. And, and one of the things, guys, I mean, sometimes I just want to smack the ever living fucking shit out of half of you on Twitter. Um, like, these people literally think sometimes just because it's like I clicked a button and it didn't work today. Like, I know you guys got a little bit spoiled the first five weeks of NBA. Where, where the opto literally like, – I'm sorry, NFL. Where the opto hit literally like every slate. It wasn't even every day, every Sunday. It was like every slate on every Sunday. That is not if – that, if that's what happened consistently, you'd be paying $5,000 a month for it, and there'd be a line around the block waiting to buy it. So, you know, you got to understand, guys, in daily sports like NBA, I know a lot of you are new to NBA, you're going to lose a lot. Okay, if you are a shark, if you are a pro, if you are doing this for a living, you're probably going to hit six or seven out of 10 days. That's if you're amazing, if you're the best. So you're going to lose. And some yesterday I saw I give up on NBA already. I lost like well, and, three games. And you slate. need to be smarter about your bankroll management. If that's three game slate. Right. And honestly, the optimizer was, was pretty nails. It had Draymond Green, which we pulled out you know, manually. <laughs> So, I mean, like, fucking relax, guys. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And when you win money, take the money and put it in your fucking pocket. Don't double down the next day. That's what we call a Tommy G move. And those are bad moves. Those are not moves you should be doing. Do as we say, not as we do. Yes, unless you have the amount of money sitting in your accounts that a lot of us on this podcast have, then it's fine. But a lot of you are playing with, like, $300 bankrolls and, like, You'll have a day where you hit for 150, and the next day you got 450 on the line. And, and, you know, then Anthony Davis gets hurt in the second quarter, and you're broke. Like, that's not the way you're supposed to play this. Beat consistency. Keep in mind also, guys, as, you know, when we talk about optimizers, and even when we talk about Jeff's picks and Jeff's cheat sheets, it's going to be day three of the NBA tomorrow. So, yes, we, we, we're off to a good start. Very happy. I basically just did the video with that and Jeff yesterday and won money, and I didn't do a shred of research. So you guys should have won money too. Today, the optimizer seems like it's just slaughtering. If you had Anthony Davis, you, you probably had a decent day. I really so, should watch that video now in retrospect. Yeah, but I mean, guys, just mix and match. Do what you like. Everyone's like, should I use this or should I use that? We're giving you all these options because we're not, we're tr we're not trying to create lazy fucktards who don't want to put any work in. We want to basically have you guys set your lineups on some level. If you want to use an optimized lineup, great. That's fine. Click a button, but then don't bitch if all you're doing in research and work for the day is clicking a button. But at the same token, we want you guys to take some information from Jeff. Take some from Thad. Read Benny's article. Take some from that. You know, listen to maybe one intelligent thing I might say over the hour I'm on the video, and that's really the overall. season that might happen once, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it might. You know, then take take a couple picks in the Optima and build a team. Build your own team. If you see that Thad and Jeff and Benny and the Optimizer are all in agreement with a certain player, play it. When you're listening to Jeff talk on the videos and he says, listen, the Optimizer says this, I don't really know if I love that. You just don't have to just listen to Jeff. If you want to trust the Opto, Trust it. If you go, you know what? That makes sense to me. I'm going to take him out. Then take him out. So we're really trying to build fantasy players here. And that's why we're giving you guys a lot of information. We're, we're not trying to build, you know, copycats who if 
you know, the internet shuts down for three days for fantasyguruelite.com, you guys can't win money. You know, we want to build players and uh, we're going to start something tomorrow. Uh, I believe Jeff, me and you are on the video tomorrow, right? Yep. All right. So, and then we'll get to the NBA stuff and NFL stuff in a second here. You're going to hear me fuck off NFL, NBA, and NHL about a thousand times on these next few podcasts. So just deal with it. But we're going to do something called Game Theory Thursdays. Okay. And a lot of other sites in the industry don't do their pods or videos on Thursdays, which is normally a short slate for NBA. Um, some of them do do it and they end up talking about fucking DuckTales and Caddyshack for 45 minutes. So we're going to be the trendsetters in the industry. And we're going to do Game Theory Thursdays. Uh, keep your eye out because by next month, everyone will be copying it. And what me and Jeff and, you know, whether it's Thad or Benny or Kevin or a special guest, whoever we have on the Thursday podcast going forward, we're basically going to go through the short NBA slates because it's usually, you know, two to five game slates on Thursdays. And then we want to spend the rest of the show talking about game theory. So if you guys out there, and even if you're not subscribed to our site, it's free tomorrow. Come over, check it out. Uh, Jeff's going to talk about like mostly NBA game theory. Might even throw a little NFL in there. There'll be some overlap, a little bit of NHL game theory too. I'll toss in. So uh, Game Theory Thursdays, check it out. We're going to start that tomorrow. Uh, get over there, sign up, fantasyguruelite.com for our NBA packages. These prices are about to disappear on Halloween. So once we get to November, these prices are gone. So if you want to get the early bird prices, get in there now. Okay, I've talked enough. Time to get you guys involved. So I know you haven't done too much research, boys, but Jeff, have you had a chance to kind of glance at this week, see what jumps off the page? I think that Booker is going to be about a thousand percent owned. Yeah. Yeah. We have some news here just for those of you who haven't checked it out. CJ Anderson seeking a second opinion on his knee. Um, that's not good. He could be out an extended period of time. Uh, as they're saying, this is from nine news Denver today that broke right before my Sirius XM show. So we were talking about that. Uh, yeah. Booker is going to be crazy owned crazy. I'm just pulling up the pricing here over on DraftKings as I sweat my hockey game. Uh, but what, what do you think percentage-wise, Jeff, if you had to guess? Like, I know it's a little early to be guessing percentages, but... On DraftKings? I think we're going to see, like, a Spencer Ware quiz type ownership. Yeah, judging by last week, seeing how many people are starting to play the chalk now could be close to 50%. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but just looking at what, how last week was, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and is this a play, Kevin? Because me and Jeff are GPP guys, Strictly and Kev. You, you've I complimented you the other day, which fucking destroys every part of my human being. About I think the thing that the reason me and Jeff haven't been mashing the last few weeks is because we've been trying to get get too cute on slates. That really the plays are so fucking obvious that it's actually you know it's almost hard to play a guy that's fifty percent. But you've really adjusted your strategy to saying, fuck it, if, if they're mispriced, I'm just going to play it and I'll, I'll go two-on-two two with everyone else with those other oddballs. So Booker at 3,700 versus San Diego, do you care what his ownership is? No, I already told you guys, I'll probably have like 90% exposure because it's not basketball or baseball, you guys. Like, I keep trying to harp on this with everyone. Like, you don't need this full-on off-the-wall GPP thing to get 200-and-something points. Like, you just don't. Um, I mean, he's 3,700. Like, what is his potential multiple? Like, six, seven, eight X? Literally, else, yeah. He literally, who I else think is really down simply? there? Who else is down there that has a legitimate floor of five X and a potential of seven to eight? Like, give me two players in that entire range of. Not going to do it till the Saturday pod. The fades to. I mean, more hypothetically, you know, like obviously on any given week, there's just not going to be a lot of players in like the 3000 range um, that have that kind of expectation. So I don't know, guys, we're just kind of like, I, I made that argument when the whole Ethan thing came up that like, Oh my God, if you have percentage owned, then you win all the monies. It's like, well, no, that, that doesn't do shit. Like, if anything, you could be really into a player like I was at the FFSC. I mean, Odell Beckham was my favorite player the whole week, and I knew he was going to be 60-something percent by the time Sunday rolled around, so I fucking faded him. And he went 150-3, and three, and I finished, you know, 80-something out of 100 in the tournament because I faded this obvious play that I loved on Monday and talked myself out of by Sunday. 
because of the percentage talk, percentage talk. So. That's been, I went on, uh, I went on John Hansen's show on Sirius and I ended up, as we know, fading, you know, the AJ Green. Um, I also, you know, kind of split up Evans and Julio, you know, on separate teams. Uh, and, and Hansen, you know, hadn't, you know, listened to a lot of my stuff. And, you know, last time I was on his show was that Thursday. And he goes to me, he goes, dude, you must have won everything. Our subscribers killed, our listeners killed it. I was getting phone calls saying, Tommy G told me to just play quiz, play quiz and wear with the three most expensive riders, AJ Evans and Julio, and then add Jack Doyle at 2,500. And I won so much money. And I'm like, I, I didn't do that. Like, you know, like, it's like, you talk to yourself out of that because you look back. I'm like, wait, 45% for this guy and 40, I can't play all these guys together. And like the kid who won the million had four guys on his team that were 40 plus percent owned. So Correct. even the Millie maker guys were winning it. So yeah, I think we, I think we need to stop getting so cute at the same token, Jeff, our day is coming. <laughs> <laughs> the chalk is about to get, yeah, I mean, let it build. Let it yeah, build. I think that's just wrong to say. I'm just so not a chalk player. Like I actually fucking hate yeah. chalk. But it, it it's like I, just, I also like to just win money. And so you got it. It's not just about fading it every week and like, oh good, this is a week it hit. Can't you guys like time it and like play the chalk when it hits and fade it when it doesn't? Uh, like, if you have good. like superpowers, I guess you could. But, uh, <laughs> No, I don't agree. I mean, we don't have to agree on everything, but I don't agree with much has been said in the last 10 minutes or whatever. I, I do think that you keep being contrarian, and this is like the flukiest football season we've ever seen, and that it's not fluky ever, uh, as weird as that sounds. But, like, football is not a sport that is extremely predictable. There's usually a bunch of injuries even that will affect uh, yes. the most obvious plays not working out and stuff, and we just haven't seen that yet. It's the craziest thing that we're not seeing a bunch of in-game injuries for chalky running backs. Like, it happens every other year, and just not this year. Like, did people get stronger? Do you, do you really, like, set lineups with the thought in mind, like, oh, no, I'm going to face this guy. Saying, no, hang on, let me answer. Let yes. him ask you a question. Let me okay. answer. Okay. okay. Thank you, Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, do you really – you don't ever go into a week being like, I'm going to fade this guy because he might get hurt. It's yeah. not about specifically that he's going to get hurt, but the fact that – uh, there is variance in that and that he could get hurt along but, with he could not ju just have a good game too. Like, let's just review this one. Okay, go ahead. No, I don't mean to cut you off. Finish. No, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, well, it's just, just good. is this a chalky lineup to you? So I got DeMarco. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Are you giving the lineup for this week or last this week? This is last week. Oh, okay. So Rodgers, Ware, and DeMarco. So they're obviously the chalk of all chalk, like the top three ranked running backs, right? right. I, well, I'm not talking about a specific lineup. I'm just talking about general strategy. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. So they're chalk as hell. But, and they were in literally like 90% of my lineups. And then Mike Evans, we all sit on the pod together as one. We're going to play Absolutely. literally Mike Evans in like every lineup. So he was in there at 26%. And then I had Phil Rivers at seven. We literally said – quarterbacks aren't that important you never get them that many over 10 percent, so it's not a big deal and then i had ty and delaney both at five and four percent so it's literally like two players under five or you know and then the defense at eight percent kevin uh, in the words of carly simon yeah this song ain't about you <laughs> this is about general GPP theory. Oh my God, that is and the, what's what I'm pointing out, Donkey. Is that it takes? Dude, come on, three, I just had to. I pulled takes a Carly four Simon. under-owned players with one, two, three, four, five chalk. Yes, so it's exactly. four and five, dude. It's yes, thing. yes, Kevin, that yes. works when the chalk fucking hits to the nuts. So you, you think and, and you're, you're going to hit a seven and two with with complete chalk fades every week? You're, you're also talking about like fading chalk with like Brashard Perryman. No, we're, we're, you're, you're, you're fading chalk with Brandon Marshall. That's what I did this week. Okay. So I faded yeah, AJ Green Hilton, exactly. with Brandon Marshall. Yeah, and what's happening, right? T.Y. Hilton. Right. Great play. Right. But what I'm saying is right now with the people who are setting a hundred percent chalk lineups, and now you're setting half and half, which is fine. But people who are setting a hundred percent chalk lineups are winning all the money. And that's not going to continue. And I have a theory on it, too. I actually went back. I'm in a family league with my brother, uncle, and little cousin, right? And they're, they're all very good, right? So my uncle Danny isn't that great. My brother and my cousin are really, like, for regular people, sharp, right? They're good at fantasy football. They win their home leagues. They're good at DFS. Um, 
the thing about it is I looked at last year because we have the tally sheet from week one through 17. And I've told you this before already, Kevin. Weeks one through seven, I was in last. I was losing to my uncle. And I was like getting destroyed and mocked. And then I looked. My teams on – this was FanDuel. We did it on last year. Scored 34% higher in weeks eight through 17 than they did in weeks one through seven, right? And I started to think about it. And I'm like, you know what? I remember two years ago. And, Jeff, me and you brought this up. Like, we always queue late, don't we? Like, me and you always queue late for football. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the same way, right? Yeah, I think last, uh, last year it was week nine or so. Whenever the DFS Players Conference was, that's yeah. when That's around, right. And for me, like, I mean, I had a just destructive week 15 through second week of the playoffs. I mean, I hit for, I think it was $187,000 over that three-week period. And I'm just looking at it, and I think part of it, here's, here's part of it. One, chalk is going to hit more early on in the season just because there's so many extremely mispriced guys. There's so many backup running backs at $3,000 that like it's guys like me and Jeff will fade them every once in a while, which is just, it's the wrong move. You know, like it really is. Most of the time it's the wrong move. Stop talking for me. Just say your opinion. Don't keep saying me and Jeff. You're saying a lot of stuff I disagree with. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll I'll fade them a lot of times and you will too. So because you're an idiot. But I'll fade them. Jeff will make his own opinion shortly because he's all of a sudden fucking got his big boy pants on today. <laughs> fucking got his, got his man card this morning. Or so, dude. Wants to talk shit to the Godfather. But anyway, but yeah. <laughs> but I'll fade a lot of those, which is not a smart move. But players are so mispriced early on in the season. Meanwhile, Jaquiz Rogers, guys like this who were you know thirty four hundred at one point or fifty eight hundred now. And what's going to happen is even when Doug Martin comes back, you're not going to see quiz go back down to three grand. You're not going to see Spencer Ware at four grand ever again. You're not going to see Ty Montgomery at three grand ever again. So these guys, it's kind of like spending your fab budget in a season long early in the season. You know, spend the fab early because you're not going to get that many guys pop up out of nowhere from weeks eight through 16. It's very rare. The people that are good and talented have already seen the field and been identified. So I think that's part of the reason why, the the chalk doesn't hit as much because you don't have as many $3,500 Devontae Booker. Like after this week, Booker should be 5,400. This might be the last week to get him. And it just starts to thin out by week eight, nine, 10, where now being contrarian makes a little more sense. Just, just my opinion, Jeff, I will let you speak yeah. for yourself now. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying that you have to build a lineup full of 1% players or anything. I actually agree with that lineup that you made, Kevin, and the percentages there. Like, that's about where you want it, I think. Um, More importantly, too, than even just ownership percentage, like, it's about getting a different roster construction than most people, which is why you saw me pay up for Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson last week. And, like, I I feel like a lot of weeks that should have worked out for me because my guys did really well. It's just all the chalk also hit too, you know? So it's like um, by doing that, I had a totally different roster construction. Pretty much all my guys hit except my one point from the Titans defense and I'm in cashed. Whereas in a normal year of football, I feel like more times than not that lineup that I built was just elite and should have won me a a good amount of money. But, you know. Well, I just feel like it's kind of a, I mean, I hate to use the word cop out, but it's like I faded Green, I faded uh, Doyle, and I faded Julio, which were like three of the top ownership guys of the week, right? So it's like, I mean, you can only play and fade so many guys. I mean, you right. do need to get guys who score a lot of points. It's really, really important, more so than ownership. It's very important. Very. And I just feel like ownership percentage has gone so big in NFL this year. Like, all these algos are projecting and this and no, that. And it's, it's like, there's more worrying on ownership than, like, performance on the field. Like, yes, that, that'll give you that, yes. But the, the thing that everyone's missing, I blame DraftKings. 100%. And I blame FanDuel 100% for what's been going on. They're intentionally making this game too easy. And they're making it so easy that it becomes actually a little bit harder because the easy it is for a fucking donkey to set a good lineup. Like no one against San Francisco should, should be sitting there at $4,000, let alone a guy who had 35 touches the week before. He was at, what, four grand or whatever the hell his price was quiz last week? Like, no one should be that price. That's, that's just – the pricing is just wrong. Ty Montgomery at three grand. 
These prices are just fucking wrong. The wide receivers are all too cheap. They're all too cheap. The running backs, David Johnson, all these guys, they're all too cheap. David Johnson shouldn't be $7,700. You shouldn't have, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott at $7,200. Like these guys are cheap. They made everyone cheaper. And the problem with it right now is I should have to, the, the only guy that they've fucking priced appropriately all year was Antonio Brown when they made him 10K. And he, this isn't even the year where he should be 10K. So it doesn't make any sense. Last year, he should have been 10K. Their prices fucking suck. The pricing algorithms are fucking dog shit. Cam Meredith was like $4,500 for a month. Like, it's fucking making the game so simple where a fucking gorilla could start, dirt, 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 and then fucking set a money lineup that, you know, for someone who is a GBP player, it's like, dude, no one should be 60% owned in NFL. No one. Outside of an injury that happened on a Tuesday after the prices came out, no one should be 60% owned. Yeah, like Booker should be 60% owned this but week. But you shouldn't ever have a guy at six. Jack Doyle last week should have been probably 80% owned, and he wasn't. He was only like 15 or 20, which shocked the hell out of me. Yeah, it's how, how? Explain to me. The cheapest price of any position player in the whole fucking NFL is $2,500. Jack Doyle was $2,500 last week when we knew Dwayne Allen was out before the prices went out for the week. But see, I think pitching is, again, it's kind of a cop No, 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 it's not pitching. We have to know. Play the fucking game. Like, play them as they are and just stop worrying about the logistics. I understand it. So basically you're telling a person who's made all his success on game theory – for five years to now change but my But you have to ebb and change with the environment as it's- I'm going to explain that. Jack Doyle, explain to me how he's $2,500. It's dumb. It's dumb. He scored 18 and a half points in week one, 12 and a half in week three, and 15 and a half the week before he was $2,500. A $2,500 player should be a guy who's caught one pass in his NFL fucking season. The second you have a five-catch game or a 30-yard game, you should at least go up to 3K. So, like, the pricing is disgusting, and the thing I complimented you on, I'm lipstick on this pig right here, is that the one thing you've been able to do, Kevin, which I have not up until this point, I mean, I had a good first three or four weeks, and the last three have not been very friendly to me. The one thing you've been able to do is adjust your playing style to the new environment of just dog shit, shitty garbage. The only thing DraftKings and FanDuel are doing worse than their pricing right now is managing their budget. So... This is it's oh. and we need to fucking adjust to it. And and this is time. I do agree with you, Jeff. I think the chalk is still gonna fail. I think we need to still have a contrarian lineup, but this is a two lineup game right now, and it's a chalk lineup, GPP lineup game in each tournament. That's how I'm doing it going forward. Interesting approach, yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm I gotta meet in the middle. Because that's what Kevin's doing, and the kid's hitting for fucking forty grand every goddamn week. So doing something right, right? But that's what you're doing, right, Kev? You're saying, well, yeah. Well, like I always do the three. I always talk about. I love the three entry GPP. You know, so I'll do like a chalky kind of GPP with like the TY mix in that I just told you about. I'll do a full game stack, and then I'll do like a Hefe Collins fucking. You know, grab a couple of your picks. You know, do you know kind of an off the wall? Like I know I'm going to see some serious fucking single digits in that lineup. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and those ones, and those ones. You mean production, or oh, I thought you meant production. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> say how much money did you lose with those lines? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but those have been getting just fucking bludgeoned. Yeah, right. But you know what? There's the the, uh, the Julio week. It was that lineup that fucking you know hit the nuts. No, for sure. You had a cam week too. Yeah, cam week, right? So. You know, I think I think it's about diversification. I don't think it's a hundred fifty lineup game. I don't think you need to do that, but I do think we need to do more than one. And I've basically decided over the last three weeks I'm gonna rock with my core and then I'm gonna build around it and my core, I'm not using chalk core. So I think I might use chalk core and build around it. Anyway, I think this was productive. I think this was good for the listeners. We literally came on this fucking thing all tired and exhausted without knowing what the fuck we we're gonna talk about. So I'm glad we got thirty minutes of something in. Uh, let's touch on a couple things here. We like to, does anyone have any other points on the game theory aspect of what's going forward? No, no let's sir. jump to Thursday night or injuries, whatever you want to do next. Okay, cool. So first thing I'm going to do, let's go through some of the big news and notes. Uh, CJ Anderson, we just mentioned, obviously Booker is going to be extremely highly owned. Uh, McCown humming balls. So it looks like McCown's whipping balls around. I do like Josh McCown. Uh, he is interesting. I'm curious what Cleveland's going to do in that situation. Keep in mind, I was moving for the last day and a half, so I'm not really up to any news that broke. They, I think they might run with Kessler just to try and develop him, but I'd prefer to see McCown in there. 
Um, uh, if you guys want to jump in at any of these, just just jump in. I'm just going to run through them. Jordan Reed looks like he's going to play this week, which is great for me because I could just now straight fucking fade every other Washington wide receiver and don't have to even think about playing them because Deshaun burnt me two weeks ago. Garcon fucking took his dick and shoved it so far up my ass it was coming out my fucking eyeball this week with his horrible performance. Um, Forte's a little bit limited. I do love Bilal Power if that happens. And really outside of that, anything else? I mean, Cobb's a little bit limited. Charles is limited as usual. Mar Miller looks like he's going to be okay, but he's limited. Anything else you guys have seen out there in the news and notes that really has you interested in, you know? No, I just want to talk about how stupid the Bills are, the way they manage injuries, and that's it. I just wanted to say that. That was annoying, huh? Oh, my God, man. Like, they've – they're really – they're really bad, man. That's – Just to totally fuck it in, like, every single human's ass – they like if especially if you were in season <laughs> long and you had to make the decision between like oh, Gillis Lee and McCoy, or if you were in DFS and you had to make that fucking horrendous decision, and then fucking Reggie Bush gets the fucking one yard touchdown, like just total like fist you in the I, ass. I just it's lit good. my Thursday Fanduel teams on fucking fire yeah. too. Garbage. So much. I think I got my first little tiny break of chalk failing a little bit. Uh, this week when I faded uh, Lamar Miller in Thursday contest. So I got a pretty, I got a pretty decent team right here running into uh, running into tomorrow, the Monday, Thursday contest because of the Lamar Miller fade. So I'm interested to see how this plays out while we talk about that. Let's talk about the game that actually wraps up that Monday, Thursday contest, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars going against the Tennessee Titans. So in this game, I mean, it's not a very sexy game. I think we all understand that. There are some opportunities to find some value in here. I'm going to give Jeff Collins a little bit of credit. Uh, he was on Marquise Lee last week, and I pretty much ripped him a new asshole, made fun of him. I think most of it was on What's the pre-show. Yeah, I think most of it was on the pre-show and not really on air, but I was kind of making fun of Jeff. Like, just, dude, don't play that fucking dude. But after doing some more research and digging into it, I actually do, you know, agree with Jeff that, you know, he was a week ahead of me, but yeah, I, I kind of like this kid going forward. So Jeff, I'll let you talk about Mark Lee and then we'll, uh, we'll move over to some other players. So what I pointed out last week is that the guy's just quietly getting a good amount of targets, you know, um, five, five, four, six, seven are the, his targets in the last five games. And uh, I'm sorry, those were his catches. His targets were seven, seven, six, six, eight. And he went over 100 yards for the first time last game. Still hasn't caught a touchdown, though. So when guys aren't catching touchdowns, but they're still being productive, a lot of times people don't notice because their point totals aren't extremely high. But one of these days, like I said uh, last week, Marquise Lee is going to catch a touchdown or something, and he's going to have end up having a huge game when you're getting that many targets, catching that higher percentage of your targets. And uh, this Jacksonville offense, too, while Blake Bortles is extremely inconsistent and not very good, is probably going to have one of these big games where Marquise Lee could end up with one or two touchdowns and 100 yards. And 3,300 on DraftKings, and to me, he's one of the best values. So when you talk about you know, potential fades uh, for obvious value guys, he's one guy that you uh, can certainly look at because I don't think people are really on him yet. Yeah, and to be – like, this is just a perfect example of what I'm saying. Just absolute utter pricing incompetence. I mean, the guy literally has had six targets or more in every one of the last six games. And he's 3,300. Like, he's literally almost min price for a wide receiver. Like, that's disgraceful. Yeah. He had 7X last week on that price, and they bumped him up 100. Like, this is disgraceful. Uh, another thing about him, though, why I wouldn't expect him to be Two touchdown heavy, simply – I mean, 4.6 A dot is the second lowest of all receivers who are averaging over four and a half targets per game. So, you know, as we know, when we start looking at those low A dot guys, the Landrys, the Beasleys, the, you know, the Edelmans, the, the Marquis Lees, you know, these guys tend to not find the end zone as much just because you really kind of, you know, need them inside the 10, inside the five to find those opportunities. Uh, catch rate is great, though. Kev, who else are you looking at in this game right now? And then we'll kick back over to you, Jeff. Yeah, I'd definitely say do not count on a touchdown with him. Um, I'm not looking at this game a lot at all, man. I kind of just think this is – Yeah, you probably should, though, since we're analyzing the Thursday night game. <laughs> no, I mean, as far as a game theory, like, I'm not going to – I'm not going to play too heavy on my Thursday contest. Like, so, obviously, you got my boy. So, basically, this is just you saying, like, you really didn't do much research on this game, right? 
No, I, I got you. So, <laughs> I mean, I really like Delaney Walker always, but Jacksonville's been really good against the tight end. Um, I, again, I just don't really see the need to jump heavy into this game uh, when you have a nice little slate coming up on Sunday. But, I mean, Tommy, who do you like in this game? I mean, it's pretty disgusting, dude. Allen Robinson, Robinson's playing terrible. Um, the wide receivers on Tennessee, there's just nothing to like there whatsoever. Um, DeMarco Murray even has a fairly tough matchup as far as like DVOA goes. Like, who do you, who do we like here? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if Murray's matchup is as tough as it looks. I'm, I really don't think, you know, they're, they're giving up 109 yards per game on the ground and going against a much better running back. Um, I mean, they, yeah, he's matchup proof if there ever was yeah. one. I mean, I agree. Yeah, but, but let me, I, I feel like I dominated the mic a lot during the early part. So let me kick over to Jeff here. Let him talk a little bit before he puts his fucking big boy pants back on and yells at me. I feel like I need a touchdown bet with Kevin. Uh, yeah. Marquis Lee already has five targets in the red zone. That's not a ton, but he's just now starting to get really worked into the offense. Like, uh, And like I said, Blake Portals hasn't been efficient. This is the guy who's going to end up with a few touchdowns on the year for sure. He's one of the best prospects ever to come out of college out of USC um, just hasn't really lived up to the expectations yet but when you look at his physical skills he's ridiculous he jumps high he's six foot like he's not a small dude um, and uh, pretty quick too so I think it actually has a decent amount of touchdown upside probably not double digits or anything but a decent amount um, in regards to the rest of this oh no 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 in regards to the wager you're about to make uh well do we have a Marquis Lee and and if it's not a touchdown wager it can be a point production in X wager but I really feel like uh we need a wager here you and Kevin have not gone head to head Marquis Lee this week like on DraftKings he's 3345 I mean I love him so I'm not gonna like bet against a guy that I'm I mean we could do a two to one, on, like, two to one odds on a touchdown or something I don't know mm. if you're interested in that I'll, I could yeah. do that well I would do three to one two to one I mean that's to eight touchdowns yeah. eight, eight touchdowns is you know yeah, he's, probably probably a, he's probably a three to four touchdown player yeah like maybe. I would take either three to one on him or that he'll catch a touchdown in the next three games like I would do one of those I don't like the next three, but let's do the two the to one. To, take the three to one. No, it's, it's got to be three yeah, to that's... one. Two was a little bit low. All right. Why don't you do three to one on this game, Kevin? That's your best – that's your highest probability, actually. Yeah, fuck it. What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> so, now what are we going with here? You want to go like 333 to win 1,000 or do you want to go lower, like 200 for 600? Yeah, he's got all the money. He can make it. Uh, I'm trying to get money. some of it for you. Shut up. I'm brokering this. <laughs> <laughs> you want 10%? You getting 10% of this? Oh, no, don't worry. I'm coming at Kevin soon. <laughs> I'm hitting him with a 5K. Let's do the two and six. That's got a nice, like, right. nice even ring to it. I'm good with that. So this is the first ever Kevin Adams, Jeff Collins head-to-head matchup. It is, huh? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Pretty much on the same page. Yeah. Kind yeah, of a boring one, too. We should probably add another one here. But oh, we can. Yeah, we can. On the subscriber-only pods. Oh, yeah, the subscriber-only pods. We do a lot of bets. And in case any of you were wondering, I've never had to pay out either of them a dollar because I lost some, but on the week. I ball. never even made a bet. Yeah, I didn't I even make a bet last to. week. You forgot to. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just sitting on my 2000 Jeffrey dollars. So let's go over to the running back position. We were talking a little bit about DeMarco Murray. I was saying last week that this is going to be Chris Ivory's job on the Jacksonville side. Uh, it's looking to start to kind of look like that a little bit. I think we're still early enough. You know, they kind of had the, they really didn't run the ball much, you know, against Oakland and about 11 carries, I think between the two of them, but it was split. I think this is Chris Ivory's job in the second half of the year. And I think it's a situation where I don't want to be a week late on it. I just don't know that this is the week that I want to be on it. That's the thing. So I'm, I'm going to, Probably not have much exposure there, but I mean, Demarco's chalk. Do we need to talk about him, especially on a Monday Thursday slate? He's no. Would you be interested in Demarco? May I interest you in a Demarco Murray on a full slate, Jeffrey? <laughs> we shouldn't have got him this new mic, Kevin. He's just being obnoxious. <laughs> I love it. how I could play with it and come close and come far. <laughs> oh, uh, would you ask me about Delaney or something? Uh, yeah, Delaney, Delaney Murray. Oh, no, yeah. DeMarco Murray. Okay. Um, <laughs> on the full slate. DeMarco Murray on a full slate. I know on a short slate is an easy, easy call. It'll be 75, 80% owned. But. I think Jacksonville, like I said about them last week, I think they're a little bit better and people think they're defense. So could be a decent spot to fade. Problem is he's still just super cheap. Um, 
I like this is just insane. Yeah, and talk about trying to be contrarian. Like, I feel like David Johnson might be lower owned still, even though it's ridiculous. Like, I understand Carolina's seen as like this tough defense, but David Johnson just tore up a couple tough defenses, 7,700. I mean, I like David Johnson a lot more. So I can't see myself having much DeMarco Murray, but like, I haven't tried to build a lineup yet or anything. Yeah, yeah and I apologize. Tell me, I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, no, they're, they're, Jacksonville, Jacksonville is, is not very good against the run. So I want to make sure I – they're good against the running back in the past, number one DVOA. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Which, which I think we all knew was, was fake. Yeah, it wasn't real when DeMarco was getting like seven targets a game. I think we all know. Um, that was hold on the reason I'm stuttering right now is because my hockey team just shot up let's see where I'm at I know all of you are dying to know where I'm at in hockey right now I am currently oh shit shooka shooka now I'm currently in third in the triple D with my goalie going with a 4-1 lead with three win points coming I missed the 1K today because I was moving. It looks like Tommy Pucks could take home the triple D. Is that a 3.33 entry or something? $300 entry yeah yeah yeah, Good so luck, man. Looks like I could win this thing today. Which no one cares. It's basketball season now. You're allowed to talk about hockey during the All-Star break. And it's a football <laughs> podcast. But, yeah, but besides that. Yeah. yeah, if you saw my last week in DFS, you'd be very happy right now to have money coming into your account. So. <laughs> I won at basketball last night, hockey today. I think I'm just going to quit football right now after last week. So let's go into anything else in this game. Monday, Thursday, who do you like better at quarterback? If you're making that decision on the game tomorrow, Bortles or Mariota? And factor in ownership percentage, because I think Mariota will probably be triple the ownership, right? You're asking me? You're asking yeah, either one. Either one. Whichever douchebag wants to fucking speak. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to speak for you, Jeff, so I'm afraid to even, like, call on you anymore. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you're asking me about Mariota. I keep getting like sidetracked now because I'm trying to uh, swag your NBA. Because he's trying to watch the Laker game, right? Okay, you're <laughs> talking. Okay, okay, fine. That's exactly what I'm doing. All right. Uh, I can Mariota. See I can see you. Is he a quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he plays quarterback in the NFL. Uh, yeah. USC, I mean. <laughs> uh not super interested in him he's had a few good weeks lately you know but um i don't know like i know we have to talk about this game because it's a thursday night game but like this is the worst game of the slate maybe like no i don't want mario uh, yeah it's it's pretty bad so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what we're supposed to do on the show so i guess we'll do it i mean well, let me do this then. If you want to pivot, let's pivot off this game. I mean, the, the plays are pretty obvious. You're looking at DeMarco. You're looking at Delaney. You're looking at Allen Robinson. Maybe on a bounce back, uh, Mark Easley, I think, is our favorite. And then at quarterback, really, we're looking Monday, Thursday only, nothing else. Um, let, let's go into some of the – we got about 18 minutes left in order to finish under an hour. So we'll put about another 10 minutes into this bad boy and then wrap it up because we are going to finish under an hour today. Just the, the Vegas lines, basically – Two games jumping out, Green Bay, Atlanta, 52.5 total. These lines are from yesterday. I haven't updated them, so they might be off a little bit. Kansas City, Indianapolis, 50 total. It's a weird week, boys, because we do have the most buys of any week of the season, right? So I think this week and next week, I think there's six teams on by, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which, is, which is a lot. Uh, we have the Thursday and Monday games, which we have every week, and we have a London game this week too. So it's a much shorter player pool, uh, at least – at least a couple, a little bit shorter player pool than we normally see. And the worst part about it on top of that is that we have five games with totals of 45 and under. Uh, for me personally, 47 is the number where I really, you know, start to look at those games higher. When I see something 44, 45, 43, I mean, maybe I'll cherry pick a player or two out of it, but that's something I'm really staying off. So Oh, you mean like the game we just spent 30 minutes talking about? It's exactly. the fucking Thursday night game. You <laughs> fucking Wednesday podcast for Thursday airing. Like, what? Fuck you. <laughs> fucking dick. Like, what the fuck else are we going to talk about? Are we talk about Kevin's fucking dick for the next fucking hour and a half? Could really spend a lot of time on that, though. Yeah, it's I mean, for a short subject. Uh, no, it was going to go the other way since we're going to spend a long time on you it. You go the other way. I heard that. So, <laughs> what we're looking for, you don't want to do this with me, Kevin. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> You're coming to a gunfight with a knife here. So, yeah, but we do have a few games. I mean, we're looking at four games with totals under 44. So, is this one of those days where you just kind of look at those games with the totals of 49 and up and just really build most of the lineup from there, Kevin? 
No, I just look at matchups individually. Like, I think of the three of us, I look at the Vegas stuff the least out of all three of us. Um, Probably the most. Yeah, and and Jeff, something that you'll like, um, I, I, again, don't mean to put your thoughts into my mouth, but I know you do normally, under normal circumstances, like games with high totals and close spreads. We have three of them, the three highest totals on the board this week, all have spreads under three. You just made that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Um, <laughs> just, I just love the, oh, by the way, in case you guys are wondering, Tommy Pox has entered first place. Oh, can you stop with the mic already, man? Love Good it, Lord. This fucking thing. Jeff got us these. I cannot believe I fucking finally ordered that thing. Uh, oh, I thought I muted myself. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was me muting you for last. <laughs> How long did it take me to break the microphone? I opened it up on video with you guys. How long did it take me to break it? Two uh, and a half minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say like, <laughs> two, and two, and, two and four minutes. I think I was broke good. the fucking cord on it. So uh, uh, I have no idea what question I just asked. So, so you asked me about the close, high-scoring games, and yes, my favorite game is the Raiders-Bucks game, but. Uh, I don't think that that's going to be a way to be contrarian. That's going to be pretty chalky. Uh, Jameis Winston's going to be extremely chalky, but I like him a lot. We talk about not worrying about being contrarian at quarterback, and I think that that's probably going to hold true for me this week. Um, it Just the Raiders' defense is really bad, and Mariota – I mean, sorry, Mariota. Jameis Winston has so much upside. You know, he could throw for four interceptions, but he could throw for five touchdowns. So – I like him quite a bit here. Yeah, he's a modern-day Brett Favre for a little bit, just fucking slinging it. You never know what you're going to get there. A little mm-hmm. box of chocolates, Winston. Kev, anything else you wanted to add on, you know, kind of why you don't really like Vegas? I mean, I understand it because Vegas isn't always right. They tend to be more right in football than other sports. But what's the reason it's why you like don't? I really- don't look at it. And I do – I mean, I look at them every single week. I know what the game totals are. I know what the team yeah. totals are. But no, there's nothing wrong with it. Listen, I mean, it's, it's you different. Can get, you know, just sometimes we overdo like, oh, my God, this one's a 45 and this one's a 47. You know, it's yeah. like that's one point from both teams. You know, it's like well, we're going to like game stack one and we're going to ignore the other one. You know what I mean? So, to me, unless it's like that 53 and a half, like that Panthers, like where you really start to see those – crazy numbers those kind of the upper end of the scale those are the ones i want to pay attention to but when they're all in that 44 to 47 range i mean the average nfl game is 45 points like over the last 20 years so they're just basically saying here here's an average nfl game you know basically yeah i mean i i always look at it from a different perspective because i i think when people say that it's it's a little overblown to the other side too when people say well the difference between 43 and 48 is five points. It's really nothing. We're, no, it is because really your your floor on an NFL game, you know, Vegas wise, you'll see some thirty eights and thirty nines, but it's really forty. Yeah, and 40, 40, ceiling, yeah, forty is your floor, and fifty four is your ceiling. So you really don't look at it from a zero perspective. You know that you know out of three points, out of fifty four points, no, it's there's really a forty to fifty four is your fourteen point kind of range. And if something is at 43 compared to 48, that's a five-point difference on a 14-point scale. So you're looking at literally it's, – it's a much bigger jump when you look at it from that perspective, not to mention that there's certain psychological factors with, you know, the public betting at least uh, that come into these lines. So I, I really do think there is a big difference between a 49 and a 44, you know, whereas a lot of people – you know, may agree with you on that. Well, I said I, 47 and 45, which is a big Well, well I mean, you know, you're, I'm, I'm not going like 51 and 40. Well, it's like, the same you, thing with the baseball. It's like, oh, my God, this one's a nine, and I'm fading that eight and a half. You know, fuck that one, you know? But this yeah, one, I, I mean. I think it's overblown a little bit, but at the same token, I don't think we really should be looking at Vegas totals as much. Like on the Saturday podcast, notice on this podcast we talk a lot more about kind of – you know, which are the Vegas games we're targeting. Whereas on the Saturday pod, we go much more into team totals. You know, I care much more about team totals than I do about game totals. You know, the Bears being at a 17 and a half and the Falcons being at 27 and a half, obviously this week is, is yeah, tremendously drastic. You know, that's, that's something we really need to keep our eye on. So, I mean, as far as DVOA for this week, we'll spend a few minutes on this. I did it on the serious show today. I'm going to run through you guys here. I'm going to go through the three different categories and, 
you know, this is something that's basically become a mainstay of everyone's lineup building now. DVOA was something that was kind of under the radar a couple of years ago, and now it's just everyone's using it. So we're not giving anything out here that everyone's not already using. The three worst teams, DVOA versus the pass this week, we're looking at the Jets, Detroit, Cleveland, Indy, Oakland. They're going against Cleveland. Not much interest there in the Kessler-McCown situation. I mean, there will be a tad in GPPs. Uh, Houston's going against the second worst, Brock. Uh, Jets are going against Cleveland, who's the third. It's another shitty quarterback situation. Alex Smith is going against Indy, the fourth. I mean, Alex Smith basically just gets cupcake matchup after cupcake matchup every single fucking week and just fails and disappoints you. And then Jameis Winston versus Oakland. So what do you think about this, Jeff, that really the four or five weakest pasties uh, DVOA on the year are actually going against five fairly weak quarterbacks? We're still talking about football. I'm just watching basketball, man. Yeah. Okay. So, Kevin, what do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Go look at the hockey scoreboard. That's what you should be watching. Is, is that what's lit right now? Is a heavy – favorite to hold on here what we need just to fill you in in case you don't know is we need this anaheim game to just kind of just chill just just chill from here and I'm up yeah with- i mean there's to answer your question there are plenty of good quarterbacks and good spots too so it's like you know uh, i mean i don't really know how to quantify uh interest in all of these guys and sum it all up you know like like kevin said about the vegas thing it's like more about I look at all the Vegas stuff, but it's about figuring out the individual matchups that make sense rather than, oh, this is a bad quarterback against a good defense. Well, like, who's the bad quarterback, though? You know what I mean? Um, So, like I said, I mean, I like Winston a ton. I'm probably going to have a ton of him. Uh, You've got some funnel defenses that are interesting, which is how you can also take advantage of good matchups, right? Is, okay, this team's really bad against the pass. This team's really bad against the pass, but this other team bad against the pass and really good against the run. So we know they're going to pass a ton. There's fewer ways for that team, that defense to get beat. Right. And we, it's easier to project how to attack that defense. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Okay. I didn't understand any of that. Kevin. I completely agree with everything he said. You know, yeah, I mean, of course you do. You always fucking do. It's annoying. Except with Marquise Lee. Yeah, except Marquise Lee. No, I mean, I like told you, man. My my Marquise Lee tilt. Like I'm, I I played him before I should have two years ago, and have still not gotten over it. Yeah, he, you're right, man. Like his metrics and his he's a great player, man. As far as like coming out of USC, I remember him just because he's a SoCal guy. Yeah, well, let's let's go to running back here because we got about five minutes before we go overtime. Yep. Running back situation, and again, we're just high, we're just high leveling this. That's why I, I know a lot of you guys are just, you know, you guys are picking on me because we're not going deeper into individual matchups. But I'm intentionally staying kind of like from a five thousand foot point of view so that we don't give any too much away for the subscriber podcast. You guys just keep making fun of me. I'll just keep doing my job here, <laughs> keeping this thing going. Well, you guys watch NBA, and I'm the only one paying attention to the fucking show. So. Uh, five DVOA worst run DVOAs. We have Spencer Ware going against the worst. We have the Cincinnati Bengals with the Hill Geo combo. Uh, Seahawks going against New Orleans. Third worst, Tampa Bay. Interesting situation. I don't think Martin will be back. So we got the quiz show, who I'm naming the quiz show, by the way. I don't think that has been said by anyone, and I don't think it's official nickname yet. So the quiz show is Jaquiz Rogers' new nickname. I'm taking ownership of that. And Tennessee Titans going against Jacksonville, which we spoke about. So uh, anything there, jump off? Just first glance. The quiz show, you so you now you're doing nicknames. That's your thing. Yeah, hey, dude. Hey, did sad. you did you tell everyone you got verified on Twitter? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I didn't do the thing that everyone does because everyone was expecting me to do said thing where you just go, "This happened," and like post like a like a photo of like your check mark. Like, um, I'm not. I mean, yeah, I'll talk to you guys about it privately, being like, "I'm the fucking man. I'm a celebrity now," but. I mean, honestly, I just I felt like I should have been verified a long time ago. So. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm fucking amazing and awesome. I've been in fucking movies in the New York Post on fucking national radio. Fuck Twitter. Fuck oh, me. that fucking bio, dude. He'll literally break out that bio like at any time. Like I'm just saying, I did a lot of things. I should have been verified after fucking shipmates, dude. If anyone has seen it. If you guys, <laughs> by the way, I a lot of people who haven't. It's a good thing to throw in. 
Go to YouTube.com. I don't know why I'm volunteering this. Oh, my goodness. No, don't do this. Yes, I'm doing it. And the whole company's going to fail tomorrow. <laughs> Go to YouTube.com and write in Tommy G. Shipmates, S-H-I-P-M-A-T-E-S. That was me on a dating show from 12 years ago where I banged some perfect on a lot of boats. You get some enjoyment and some great one-liners out of that for those. Now Jeff and I are basically the shitmates because we had (laughs) twice a week on this podcast. You're my shitmates. Oh no, that's not going to be a thing. (laughs) It is the thing. Anything we say on here will end up on Twitter. So yes, basically, yeah. There's going to be a video with us and some kind of ship. You guys saw the uh, the mafia board too. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love it. I love it. I think it needs a tiny bit of tweaking as far as like rankings, but yes, I I do love the mafia board. That was fucking badass. Um, And let's finish off tight end here real quick. So tight end worst against the tight end, Indy, Dallas, Cleveland, Carolina, Cincy going against Kelsey. Uh, What a great matchup this week, Philadelphia Eagles, Jets, Cardinals, and then Jordan Reed. So really Kelsey and Reed are the ones with the elite matchups to start the week off. Um, Do you guys, you guys comfortable playing Jordan Reed coming off the concussion? I'm not. Uh, what about Jimmy Graham? That's not an elite matchup against. Uh, it is. It's seventh though. I was going top five, but yes, it is. He, he missed practice today, did he not? Jimmy did. Yeah. I don't know. He did. Ooh. I don't know. I'm winning. I'm with what? What was he hurt with? I'll pull it up. But uh, keep talking tight end while I do. Sure. Yeah. So Jimmy Graham is the guy that jumps off the page to me. A guy I liked a bit last week didn't have the best game. Uh, ended up getting some catches towards the end of the game and stuff. And then Rob Gronkowski is. These would be on our, our radar every week, regardless of matchup. So uh, I understand the Bills, uh, Rex Ryan, I believe it, they've had some success against Gronk, if I just off a of memory. Um, but uh, that would be a guy that I'm, I'm looking into a little bit deeper this week. You know, yeah, he, it, it was a knee like he missed practice, but I mean, it's Wednesday. So like we were saying earlier, a lot of people miss practice on Wednesday. Yeah, um, it looks like it's just a rest day to me. Like if I was going to glance at it, you know, if he misses Thursday, then then it's definitely something you're definitely going to take notice on i'm just pulling this up for you here jeff i'm not trying to blow you up with it either i'm just trying to see yeah his numbers versus buffalo just so if we can claim it yeah uh, great great fucking call uh and last year he had one game in 2015 seven for 113 and a touchdown so that, that was a big one but the next time he played buffalo in week 11 in 2015 uh two catches 37 yards and then uh in 2016 week four one catch. Yeah, i think with the jets too rex ryan just has kind of goes all out to stop him again we'll we'll dig into that a little deeper and be ready with that info for the saturday pod but just from memory that's what i, I what i'm thinking yeah good good info that's something good to look at so all right we're right up about the hour mark any final words boys before we shut this down no i don't think so man i'll be uh i'll be ready to go for that that subscriber only pod for sure man i do okay, a lot good. of research because i do my cheat sheets tonight and they come out early uh tomorrow morning great because you were terrible today jeff you <laughs> dude if you guys aren't subscribing to nba yet you're crazy i'm watching my sweats right now things are going great we're getting screenshots of everyone else winning money like you know i mentioned the thing like everyone wins at nba i feel like everyone that subscribes is gonna have a really good nba season i know i sound biased but that's why we're letting everyone try it out for free this week like you guys are gonna see that the info is legit and everything if you have a subscription to nfl or another sport, you'd be able to check out the optimizer. I believe that is that correct, Kevin? Yes. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, well, no, the NBA optimizer. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. That is, I mean, we pay so much money for that thing, along with the Swish technology. That, I mean, if you want the optimizer and you want the projections, I know Tommy has said that in the in the on the podcast before, but no, we don't have the optimizer free right now for everybody else. Okay, that's my my fault. I thought if you had a login you could access it, but maybe not. Okay. Um either way, all of this stuff is ridiculous and our videos we talk about some of the plays in the optimizer. So I guess that's a workaround that you guys are getting a little bit. Don't tell Kevin. Hopefully Kevin's not listening right now. But uh <laughs> I actually screen shared the optimizer. We did screen share the optimizer. So like, the people are getting a little bit of access to that that apparently they shouldn't be. But uh really guys, yeah, I, I hope you guys uh are in it for the long haul with us. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, and if you guys know how much uh I guess I don't want to say paying because I'm not your boss because you're a partner, but how much uh, me and Kevin are giving up to get Jeff Collins on board here and make him a partner. Uh, it's, it's hefty. And the reason why is because he's, in my opinion, everyone else suck my dick. I think he's the best in the industry. I think he's got the best analysis. I think he's got the best data. 
I don't like him as a fucking human being, but I think he's really great at NBA. <laughs> and that's the reason I have him on. So we're actually at 59 minutes according to my clock. So I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Sign up for NBA, fantasyguruelite.com. Stay tuned for the Saturday podcast. My article will be out on Saturday. Kevin's cheat sheets are hitting tomorrow. We'll do a Thursday article. Everyone go fuck yourselves. Good luck. Stay cashing, bitches. Forgive me for my wrongs. I have just begun. Mafia. <laughs>